Hello, welcome everyone and namaste. I hope you're all doing well. Well, straight to the topic. In the last episode, we have discussed various levels of practitioners and also the intense passion of practice somehow linked to it. In this Yoga Sutra, which is today, 1.23, we have to understand that there is an option or the other ways to achieve freedom. So Sri Patanjali, I mean the order, the Yoga Sutras by Patanjali that we're learning and discussing and I'm often sharing from this ancient text from Patanjali, it gives you more ways to understanding, achieve samadhi, means uh, freedom. And today in our topic, which is this Yoga Sutra 1.23, it shows that surrender to the God, I repeat again, surrender to the God or the Supreme Consciousness that you believe in or trust in Ishwara. Ishwara means the Supreme Creator or the God or the spiritual master or the Guru that you believe in. So in this verse, you have to remember this word, a Sanskrit word called Ishwara, and it means God or Supreme Consciousness or the great soul which is untouched by anything, has the qualities or the Guru that you believe in. Okay, here is the sutra that I'll recite to you, which is from the 1.23. Here it goes. Ishwara Pranidhanatva Ishwara Pranidhanatva Ishwara Pranidhanatva So the translation is, Samadhi is attained by worshipping God also. Or, Freedom is achieved by surrender to the Supreme Consciousness. For example, if you look at the design that I designed in this podcast, surrender or, the question is up to you to choose. Like, what is it? Give it in or give it up? Or trust in or believe it or not? So, if you look at the design, Arjuna, the one who's bowing down and surrendering to Krishna, to the Supreme Consciousness, he's his teacher, he's his guru, is your spiritual master and also a god, Krishna, Shiva, Ganesh, and so on. There's as per a Hindu religion, so you can see there's many gods also. So the Arjuna is like surrendered to Krishna. I mean, the warrior surrendered to the charioteer as a lead to lead him to move forward and to find some freedom in the mind, body, and soul. And you can read in Gita about it with a great detail and deal. So that's what it shows and gives you a glimpse of about this being surrendered to the Supreme Truth. So this topic is surrender to the God, surrender to the Truth, or surrender to your Guru, or the spiritual master that gives you wisdom and clarity and to weigh to attain your freedom or samadhi. Anyways, I want to give you some simple breakdown about this verse. Listen carefully. Ish means... Ish, Ishwara, right? So let's take like three, two words. Ish means to rule or own. It's like there can be a thought of as the supreme ruler of creation. Ishwara means God or the supreme consciousness. And Pranidhana means contemplation 
worship by devotion, devotion, devotion to Ishwara, to the God, like supreme conscious, like any God that you believe in, based on your own religion. As per Hinduism, as I told you, it is Krishna, Shiva, Vishnu, Ganesh, and so on. But if you're Christian, if you're Jewish, if you're Muslim, if you're Buddhist, if you're Jain or Sikh, I mean, many, there are many religions in this world, so it's pranidhana, that's like this by, by devotion to the God. Wa means or, or it means also an option, or the other way, that means or. So the question mark in the design, I mean, like it's just, I'll leave it to you, because different commanders mention in different way. But in Patanjali, Sri Patanjali says, it's yes, I mean, there's another way to attain freedom. And Vyasa also stated, Vyasa is one of the ancient commentators and the Shankara. So if you really want to know more about this, like, you know, you want to like dig out the, all kinds of commentators, I suggest you read different commentators from the Yoga Sutras by Patanjali so that you get some more, some more idea. I would say right now, um, read Gita. It's more shows close to this devotion, like the Bhakti Yoga. People who are like devotion. There are many, like Karma Yoga, Raja Yoga, Hatha Yoga, many now. So I'm more based in Karma Yoga. I believe in action, but not expecting the results in back. So people who are in like the Bhakti, it's like devotion or believe in God. So uh, Gita is a book. Gita is a book that you have to read in so that you can understand this verse in a great deal. Earlier we learned that Abhyasa in Vairagya means practicing detachment. Also you can attain freedom. But not completely, but uh, kind of, yes. And this verse, devoting yourself to the Supreme Consciousness or the self-surrender to the God can also find our freedom. Freedom from fear. Freedom from life. Freedom from the birth cycle. So it more comes to once again, bhakti yoga. Once again, read Gita so you know more, more, and the deeper way of understanding about this devotion or devotional path towards the God. If I refer to chapter fourth and thirty-fourth verse from Gita, you can also attain samadhi. Okay, here it goes. I'll just let me recite you. Tat vidhi pranipatena pariprasthena sevaya. Upadekshayante te jhanam jhaninas tattva darshinha means learn the truth by approaching a spiritual master or the guru, inquiring from with the reverence and render service unto him, such as such an enlightened saint, enlightened saint can impart knowledge unto you because he has seen the truth. So, you know, and hearing this, like a kind of a sacrifice should be performed in knowledge, right? The natural question that follows is, how we can obtain spiritual knowledge? This comes from the different commentator, the question. How we can we obtain spiritual knowledge? Sri Krishna, the Supreme Consciousness, gives the answer in this verse based on Gita. He says, the first one, approach the spiritual master, spiritual guru, master, Master Sifu, teacher, or even uh, parents are like a living gods, like, you know, they taught us something. And after that, the teacher takes over, teaches something. But he says, approach a spiritual teacher who knows the truth, 
because he has seen the truth and inquired from him submissively. That's the second thing. And the third thing, render service to him. So the absolute truth cannot be understood merely by our own contemplation sometimes. Like we do our practice, we do our work. Sometimes it's like in this text it shows that surrender to the God or to the spiritual master and his teachings can help us to find freedom. Surrender is the topic. So that I would like to share some more ancient verse and so that you know you can understand better. So you know you listen wholeheartedly. I need some of your attention so that you can get more various verse shows the similarity of being surrendered to the God or it can gives us an idea of attained freedom. Here it is from the Bhagavatam states that Ananda Yavidya Yuktasya Purushatyama Vedanam Swatona Sambhagavat Anyayas Tattva Gyogyana Do Bhavet The translation is The intellect of the soul is clouded by ignorance. I repeat this line again. The intellect of the soul is clouded by ignorance from endless lifetimes. Like the rebirth cycle, we get hooked on based on our karma and our samskaras. And covered with the nisains, the intellect cannot overcome its ignorance simply by its own effort. One needs to receive knowledge from God, realized saint, or the guru who knows the absolute truth. So, the Vedic scriptures, you know, they advise us repeatedly on the importance of the guru on the spiritual path, or the self, or the God, realized saint, or the God. The one more verse from the Chandogya Upanishad says, Acharya Van Purusho Vedaha. Only through a guru can you understand the Vedas. And also, Jadguru Shankar, Jadguru. Jagadguru, Jagadguru, Sankracharya stated that Yavad Guruna Kartavyo Tavan Muktikarna Labhyate. Until you surrender to your Guru, you cannot be liberated from the material energy. Like, you know, we often uh, material energy, like, you know, looking for outside, wanting more things, finding happiness from things around people, buying stuff. Uh, you know, having more and more things. This is like this material energy from the external world. That cannot be, you know, we can't be liberated uh, until you surrender to the Supreme Truth or to the God or Guru. So I repeat that again. Yavad Guru Nakartavyo Tavan Until you surrender to your Guru, you cannot be liberated from the material energy. So you can see one of this most, you uh, know, magnanimous grace of God is when he brings the soul in contact with the true guru. The process of transfer of spiritual knowledge from the teacher to student is very different from the material knowledge. So choosing a spiritual, uh, like a master or a guru or the teacher or the God, you know, it is, uh, it's quite different that the, the energy comes from. And also this Sometimes the secular education does not require deep respect for the teacher. The transmission of the knowledge can be purchased by simply by paying the teacher's fees, for example, transmitting, right? So, however, 
The spiritual edification is not imparted by the student, a mechanical teaching process, nor it is like purchased for the price. It is revealed in the heart of disciple by the Guru's grace. When the disciple develops humility and the Guru is pleased with the service of attitude of the disciple. So it is like, you know, if you understand the Gita, the relationship between warrior and the charioteer, like the warrior Arjuna and the Krishna as a charioteer, the relationship shows like this Guru and the disciple or the teacher and the student, or the God, or the human that he believes in such supreme consciousness. And it shows that the dedication and learning constantly by surrendering yourself to the supreme consciousness and to find freedom and clarity of life. If you look at Gita, like Arjuna has many questions towards it. I mean, even as a yogic text, like, you know, it, it has ways, that's what it shows, Based on Sri Patanjali, there is Ishwara, you know, there is a way out. But what it struck me off like from this Gita inspiration is kind of like alive with. And so that's why I'm here to share this talks based on this Gita metaphors and examples from the different commentators that it shows that surrendering to something higher than yourself can find freedom. Because, you know, often we have ego, right? Like, I know this, I did this, I'm going to attain this. And so there's a contemplation going on, there's a practice going on intentionally with the different levels that earlier we talked about it. But there is a supreme truth, a supreme consciousness, the higher level, like the guru, the teacher, or the spiritual master, or the God. And that's what it shows. Like There is a way, there's another way of finding freedom. And I hope you find more practical explanation and it makes sense for you to apply this great example in your life and your yoga practice. So the ultimate the point is the constant practice of intense dispassion, like this non-attachment, this is the own way of devotion to the God also. And also it's yet another way to reach the proximity of samadhi of the extreme end. So there's a ways, there's a ways, you know, there's many ways. There's many ways you can practice yoga. You know, jnana yoga, bhakti yoga, karma yoga, raja yoga. People just practice meditation sometimes. Just finding peace. People just like devoted themselves to the God. People just doing service like uh, helping others and helping themselves and then or not expecting anything. So there's a ways of practice. So this is this constant practice of intense dispassion is the one way and devotion of the God is yet another way. Alright? So Ishwara Pranidhanatva, it gives us the clarity, is the way to success also attained by those who surrender to the God. There's another way. In yogic path, you know, effort is a big time task, like effort, effort, like, you know, ability, capability. And you, it, it, it requires so much energy that, like, you have to, like, consistence practice. And that is need your totality, like, they need your whole, your body, your mind, your soul. It's like one point in direction. It needs your total and it needs your this attention or the observation with the direct experience. Like, you know, we understand, you know, how it can be so difficult to put that effort. So, so like in yoga path, effort is a big time task. Effort, I repeat this word, effort is a big time task with the consistent practice and your total is needed. 
like a whole totality is needed. Let me share with you my story of this direct experience of exploring and understanding of this surrender topic and also belief. You know, I'm born in a Hindu family. And uh, I've seen, uh, like, literally, my mom and my parents literally praying, like, in a several days in a week. Each week stated, uh, each God, with each she's she or he believes in. I see her, like, totally close your eyes, chanting mantras, offering fruits, and after that, offering those fruits to us as a prasad, like boon, we say, boon. There is some, uh, you know, uh, some benefit in it. That's what she believes in. If it comes to my story, I mean, there's a lot to share because I've seen uh, where I'm born uh, in the place of this this holy land or, you know, all the mystics or the gurus or spiritual masters where they wander around, all the sadhus and yasis. I mean, most, if some of them don't know these uh, names that I mentioned, these are like uh, spiritual practitioners in uh, different different ways. Also priests, like praying to the God constantly and we're visiting temples. It's a part of our ritual. It's like, became like a habit, like a habit church. It's just not, I don't say it's must, it's just, uh, it's just happening it's around you. Like, you know, you're waking up, you're brushing your teeth, you're taking bath, going to office. It's just a part of the daily thing, right? It's the same thing, waking up, praying to the God, lighting up the candle. So this is like part of this uh, direct experience that I have experienced in my life. What it makes me understand that there is a belief. Well, again, uh, it depends what religion are you in. Krishna, Jesus, Allah, or Torah, like one God, like a Jewish. Many, some just believe in gurus, or monk, or Buddha, many. You know, I... uh, from if I share my story of the traveling, I've been to all kinds of temples to, like when I get off from India back in the day, I wanted, like, so before when I was in India, I was like, just like, oh, there's only one, like, many, many, like, we have like 33,000 guards, I would say. But when I visited, like, all around the world, like, there are many also. When it different images, different shapes, and different beliefs, but all just, like, one pointed focus of being surrendered to the God. And to love the God, and God loves you. So, you know, each one has their own belief system and rules to follow in order to find the freedom and love of their God and also overcome fear of life circle. I've been to Europe, Asia, and all kinds of churches, temples in Cambodia, Laos, monsters in China, Thailand, and synagogue in Budapest in Europe, and by Jewish they build that. And I attend masses. And I've been to in Turkey, like Hagia Sophia, and mosques and Hindu temples, done my rituals. Like I shaved my hair off several times to surrender myself in front of that supreme God. And that I believe that good things will happen. Like by dissolving and by sacrificing my beauty of the hair, just like taking it off like a bald head, playing no hair on the top, and bowing down my head and praying constantly, devoting myself to Krishna, Buddha, like Balaji or Govinda, and also uh, even like Buddha's wisdom, like it shows peace, like right understanding, right speech. And I did fasting, chanting mantras, and doing even yoga now. As a karma yogi, I believe more in action now. 
And I'd been to mosque when I was a child with one of my Muslim classmates in India. And also been to China, like all those monasteries, close to Shangri-La, close to Tibet. And I've seen the, uh, those monks just sitting down hours and hours, like, uh, you know, doing the, the beats, the Japamala, and then those yin and yang temples, even in Taiwan, in uh, uh, somewhere, Sichuan in Chengdu, and those Buddhist temples that, you know, also been to different areas. I can, like, list them and state them nonstop and goes on. It's like, what I experience is the peace. What I experience is this great wisdom with complete surrender to the God or the truth that they believe in. And that was my direct experience from my story. You know, no one ever sees the God. I mean, I mean, there is like, you know, everyone says that God is within us and within you and me. So the qualities of that we learn from this religion and wisdom is let us learn moral and self-discipline. And of course, love and caring of beings around us. So when I see the people around during my visits about this, you know, this surrender concept that kind of struck me in these temples, I felt how they can keep up with such one-pointed focus and stayed so calm within that space and time. And this was my observation and learning process from my direct experience of being surrendered, like surrendered any God that you believe in. Although I don't see the God, I see the God in different images, but the only thing I felt is complete surrender to the God and that they believe in there is something greater than us. And that teaches us moral, discipline, and also a way to find our freedom. So if I linked up to Gita and my uh, experience of being surrendered to the Supreme Truth and visiting these different temples and gods and the Gita, it shows a way, ultimately, the feeling of this surrender to God that you know it gives you that moral, discipline, wisdom, clarity towards the path of finding freedom. Even in church, for example, they ask you to love the God and God loves you, whoever you are. And it teaches love everyone around you. So we must create love, people. So we must create love by surrendering to the truth or the teachings from the God. So there is a love and no hatred exists. And that's like, you know, that's the whole point about it. So like the surrender or it is up to you. Okay? So all right, enough said. One of the reasons, I mean, uh, that loving devotion is like this highly valued as a spiritual practice is the best way to overcome fear. There are many texts shows this. Overcome fear and find some answers from these ancient scriptures. Like they wrote in Gita, they wrote in Bible, they write in Quran. Uh, many, they wrote like a Muhammad and, uh, you know, uh, who else? Like many. Exodus, even you can see. Uh, many movies also like shows like some kind of experience and they share help us to have some clarity of right understanding, right speech and doing right things. Even in yoga also the similar thing. So there's a ways, many ways. Once again, it depends which background you came from, which God you believe in. But trust me, I think uh, what I understood is like there's one God and there's like everything God within us and it shows the way like there is, there should be a love within us and within around us. So that when you love, for example, like when you love somebody, 
there's something you always think about them or you know or things around that you care or you love it's the same thing with god when you have this love of god you make time for it and there is love and there's a wisdom in your heart like you know you there's like teachings coming from like your mind holds like god 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 and also from the guru from the spiritual masters what you seek in the teachings from what you're learning so this verse like you know all these verses that i mentioned kind of gives me of self understanding and that the supreme conscious there's a there's a great soul so it is up to you to surrender not to this truth those who are in the religion it might be easier because you might be born with the roots and those who are, you know it's easier maybe to understand what i'm trying to speak about those who are not it might be difficult to understand this idea of surrendering to the supreme consciousness because often we have this ego right like you know oh i can do this i can do that i don't need anyone i don't need but sometimes we should have like some kind of a belief it's not about like you know there is somebody out there but this is it's like this the truth this is this universal creator there's somebody out there you know something like that so patanjali gives you a various types of practice in yoga to attain freedom that's the deal so wa means ishwara pranidana twa the wa means it is other way to attain samadhi or freedom so you can choose which practice suits you either you want to do meditation just a meditation just to contemplate your mind just to attain peace or physical practice like asana or studying scriptures and learning wisdom or surrender to the god in many ways you can do since we are on this topic of devotion to the god or supreme truth i kindly suggest you once again to read the gita you might find some answers they are beautiful or even you can read any scripture you like not just gita but we are in this context like this you know yoga you know which comes from this ancient india so there's a link to it right so the gita i found more like answers that you're looking for and it might gives you some more clarity about this words and this philosophy that we are learning i would say you got to be dedicated with the devotion of anything you do from my experience whatever you love to do there should be a love there should be like a belief and trust in it but not expecting any kind of results in backs so this looks non attachment i would like to share a few words from mr raven jagannath carrera he said dedication We know from studying non-attachment that actions motivated by selfish expectations brings pain. You know when you have this selfish expectation like you're selfish it brings pain to you and to the people around. And one way of overcoming selfish expectation is to engage actions but dedicate the fruits or the results to those actions to God. So it's like basically you're not expecting anything you're just leaving it as it is. to the truth of universal or supreme truth or to the god dedication transforms ordinary actions into powerful spiritual practices so people you got to be dedicated with devotion and also it applies in many ways you can take this uh, you know this talk or this sutra can apply the devotion and dedication love and to surrender is this this you know surrender is the active side of faith you know it's like this opportunities to cultivate it occur when our beliefs meets realities that differ from our conceptions or expectations so surrender can be forced it cannot be forced 
You know, if you ask someone, oh, someone surrendered to me, or even like something chasing, oh, surrender to me, surrender to the truth. No, it can't be forced. It is the, uh, the outcomes of the visions of the life based on trusting, shraddha, like trusting, faith, that there is a diving wisdom behind all the events of our life. You know, it's like you got to have the trust and belief. So it is a mindset that can be cultivated through dedicating constantly with the devotion, the fruits of action to God or leave it to the universe and not to expect anything for yourself like a karma yogi. So that this shows the practice of acceptance by being surrendered. From my experience also, often these days I'm like just doing my karma, doing my work, but not expecting anything in results because expectations sometimes can lead you to pain or like, you know, kind of not feeling good. You've done something, but you don't have results in back. But you just do it. Do your best. Do as long as you can. You know, there's a saying, something cannot be done in uh, two, like in a year, like two days. There are two days you can't be undone, which is yesterday, can't be undone. Tomorrow, you're not sure. But today, you can do your best. So when you accept this truth, and that's the trust. Acceptance is the trust as well. Once again, I'm not here to ask you to you know, believe in a God or accept something, you know, or you have to follow this and that. I want you to understand uh, from my talks and also based on this ancient wisdom verses that inspired me to share, there is a, a greater soul or there is great to understand. There is many ways to attain our freedom in our life and the practice of yoga. So you have to Find that what you can surrender to the truth or that you believe in or trust in. And you have to have a love for it, but without accepting anything and returning back. So the dedication, dedication with the devotion to anything, it's very important. So there's no I. There's no I. There's no like this self thing, like no, no, like a being selfish or something. There's like complete giving, but not expecting anything results. Once again, you got to be dedicated with the devotion. Okay, there is a beautiful saying I'd like to share. <clears throat> bath purifies external body. Like you're taking a bath, you, you cleanse your body externally. When you practice asana, it purifies your body like a physical body. Like when you do stretch your muscles or do chaturanga dandasana or downward dog, your shoulders opens, your spine gets longer your legs get stronger. So there's this external thing of the physical body. And fasting, fasting, like you're not eating for hours, it purifies the health. And it, you know, it kind of like cures and then it stabilizes this, you know, it elevates your spiritual energy. Ojas, based on the art where the energy can be uplifted. And meditation purifies the mind. It purifies the mind. Often we get hooked on the thoughts and this and that, right? So it, it purifies the mind. It makes your mind calm. Prayer purifies the soul. Like, you know, often you see in a church or a Hindu temple or a synagogue in Jewish or anything like, you know, anything, the prayer, they, they believe that the, it purifies the soul. Charity purifies wealth. Like offering. Charity purifies the wealth. You have so much, just give it out. Why you need so much? It purifies the wealth. What are the wealth it is? And forgiveness 
purifies relationships or relations, forgiveness, compassion, being kind to yourself, being kind to others. The whole ultimate point is surrender purifies ego. I repeat this again, line again. Surrender purifies ego. So there's no I-ness. So it is up to you to surrender or not. Give it in or give up. All right, so the next verse we're going to talk about define of Ishwara, I mean the qualities of the God. It says that Ishwara, I mean the supreme truth, the supreme consciousness, is the special kind of self which is untouched by anything. So we're going to look at it as 1.24. I hope this podcast is helpful and please do share if you have any comments or feedback and uh, I would be happy to hear from you. For now, I wish you love and freedom. Thank you for listening. Namaste and bye for now.